back to Wealthy, Worthy, and Wild. I'm your host, Amy Tollefsrud. I'm a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, digital nomad, online course creator, and founder of rebelnutrition.com, a brand and business aimed at helping rebellious entrepreneurs like you create six-figure online businesses. Welcome back again for the third time, Andrea. I'm so excited. (laughs) I have to say it does make it a lot more fun to have somebody else to talk to rather than just me talking into the wall for 30 minutes. So (laughs) today we are going to be talking all about how to make money in your business without being on social media. Yes, let me say that again for the people in the back who are so annoyed with being on social media. Andrea is going to be talking about how to make money in your business without being on social media. I'm so excited to talk about this because as you guys know, social media is a huge part of my business. I mean, I love all of the social medias. A lot of the content that I create is how to you know, grow your audience on social media, Instagram, YouTube, all the things. Um, but you are really interesting because you haven't really done a lot of social media and yet you're still killing it. So how? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're going to dive deep into this in just a second. But we also wanted to remind you guys before we get into the episode today, the doors into our up-level experience membership are now open. I'm so, so excited. So if you guys have not heard of what the up-level experience membership is yet, it's basically weekly live coaching with Andrea and myself. It's a monthly membership. So it's cancel anytime. We're going to be talking all about what's included and who the membership is for at the end of today's episode. But if you are ready to jump in, you can just head over to buildaprofitablepractice.com slash uplevel. And again, we're going to be talking about this more at the end of the episode, but there's definitely good reason to join right away and join this round. Um, The doors are going to close in a couple days. And after that, the price is going to increase and a bunch of the bonuses are going to disappear. (laughs) So if you want in, now (laughs) is definitely the time. And again, you can cancel at any time. So let's just dive into the topic of today. Let's do it. It's my favorite topic. Like, I need to know all of the things. So I guess maybe take us back to the beginning. Like, how did you start to grow your platform and your audience without really being active on social media? Good question. Okay, so back in the beginning, I was on all of the platforms because I felt like that was what one had to do if one wanted to have an online business. You had to be everywhere all of the time. But before that, I had actually deleted all social media. Um, I think all social media, for sure, Facebook, like I hadn't been on Facebook for over a year. I just was like, not social media at all. It just, I don't know, I don't enjoy it that much, to be honest. So I just like hadn't been on social media. And then I felt like, man, I'm launching this business. I need to tell everyone in the entire world about how important nutrition is because I was just a paleo prophet for sure. <laughs> like, I need to tell everybody all of this stuff. They have to be everywhere. So I was, you know, I had a Facebook business page. I was uh, talking on Facebook. I was talking on Instagram kind of, although I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but we were kind of learning at the same time. So that was fun. So I'd be like, Amy, how do you change your font colors? Like, I don't know. <laughs> And I, um, I dabbled this in YouTube videos. I was on Pinterest. I was kind of on LinkedIn. I was, I was everywhere, but really nowhere because I didn't really have a focus or a plan. So after kind of accidentally niching down into adrenal fatigue specifically and like hormone imbalances, I got like really fed up with myself. I guess 
I just felt like this is not sustainable. I cannot be trying to force myself to consistently be clever on social media when I don't even want to. And not only am I trying to do it like on one platform, but I was spreading myself way too thin trying to do it everywhere. And I was just like kind of loathing my business, to be honest. I hated it. I was like, this just does not feel genuine to me at all. So I'm like, I need systems. Um, this is why we have so much fun together because to your spontaneity, I'm like all about the systems. So for anybody who doesn't know this, we are the yin to the yang in this department. <laughs> so I was like, I need a system. I need to automate this and I need to, I don't know, not feel like I'm having to be available on social media all the time or whatever. So I got kind of specific about adrenal fatigue in particular was what I was talking about. And I made a bunch of blog content just answering people's questions. Basically, people were asking me very specific questions about adrenal fatigue. So I just started answering those questions. I kind of figured out what I was doing about halfway through, but really in the beginning, it was just kind of an accident. But I was, since I was so focused on this one niche and I was using very specific terms that were highly searchable and Google was really loving me about what I was talking about, I was getting tons and tons of website traffic almost 10,000 unique visitors a month to my website about adrenal fatigue. And I had set up systems for collecting email addresses and then having automated email sequences that were selling my courses and stuff. So like I had the system down and then, oh, okay, people are buying my stuff, but I'm not talking on social media at all. So even though I wasn't really that organized about figuring out where my traffic was coming from, I knew it could not have been from social media because I wasn't posting anything. And so it was just like organic traffic in the beginning. And then once I got a taste of like that could really work, then I kind of crafted some more systems behind the scenes of how I could leverage that a little bit more and just take the pressure off myself and realize like I'm never going to be an influencer. It's just not going to happen that way. And I'm good with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? That totally. sounds so bad, but it, no. it felt good. No, I think there's so much power in like knowing what your strengths are and just playing to those. Like I try and make that really clear in a lot of my content that it's like, I actually really enjoy making videos and being on video. And I think that's like one of my favorite and the easiest for me because that's what I'm good at. Whereas me trying to sit down and write a bunch of blog posts would be really hard and not playing to my strengths. So I think we are all so different. And that's why it's so good to have these different perspectives for people with different personality types. Because like you mentioned, you are the yin to my yang. We are very different. <laughs> and together we make magic, but we have very different strengths. So can I just like kind of summarize what you're saying and then we'll dive deeper into oh, yeah. that? So basically you're saying the way that you built your business without being on social media is through blogging and then having opt-ins for people in each blog post to get onto your email list. And then you would basically sell them on your courses passively on the back end. Is that right? Correct. And that was with my nutrition courses and my nutrition side of my business. That's how it just kind of accidentally worked. But then as I started uh, this other area of my business, which was teaching other practitioners how to scale up online, especially with memberships, I got really excited because I had learned so much more and like really leaned into my strengths and learned a bunch of other strategies and was excited to try like how to do this differently. And so with that part of my business, I'm like, okay, now I have a new website, I have a new offer, and I get to totally start from scratch and do this any way I want to. And it's not going to be on social media. What is that going to look like? And that has been so fun because now I've gotten to do, you know, a lot of other stuff that I didn't do before, which we can talk about, but 
yeah, now, you know, like starting from scratch again was kind of a blessing because I got to do it all the way I wanted to. That's amazing. Well, and I think a lot of times too, and maybe you probably notice this too, is that social media, if, if it's not working for you and you're spending a lot of time there, it's a total time suck when you probably found that your energy was better spent in like other areas. But as you were talking, I kind of want to break down like the more specifics of the blogging. And maybe you can answer these for us because I'm thinking those people that are like allergic to social media are probably wondering, <laughs> like, these are the questions. If I didn't want to be on social media, so these would be my questions. So the blog okay. post that you were writing, was there a certain length or amount of words that you were looking for or anything like that? So they were pretty beefy, like a lot, all puns intended, paleo profit and all, but they were <laughs> pretty, they were exhaustive blog posts. But okay, here's what I have to say about this. That's what I did, you know, like three years ago that worked really well. But now when I was reinventing things for membership strategy and whatnot, I'm like, okay, I'm not actually a blog writer, not my favorite thing. So how can I do that differently this time? And I think I can probably offer some, some better insights than just blindly writing blog posts at this point. Okay. So here's what I would say. Getting really clear on your niche, you have, you absolutely have to for any of this strategy that we're going to talk about to work, you have to be talking to a really specific person with a really specific problem that's Googling specific things. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not going to be attracting the right people and they're not going to be buying your stuff because you'll be kind of all over the map. So I will just say that the way that this will work is if you're pretty dialed in on who you're talking to and what you're talking about. But then you get to go into this universe called SEO, which stands for search engine optimization. If you don't know, it's basically how Google will just and any search engine will send you free traffic based on what people are searching for. So when you get really specific around your topic about what some good keywords are that you can rank for, like this is a term people are searching for, I can talk about this, you can generate content really quickly that is going to be really search engine friendly, I guess, and get a lot of traffic that way. Also through YouTube videos. So now, and the, you know, back in the day, I was blogging because I didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. But now I'm right there with you that I would way rather make videos. So what I actually do now is I will record videos for, you know, I kind of do some research up front about what I'm going to talk about. And I know what the structure of an article or a video will be, what I can teach based on what's going to rank in Google and what my people want to know about. But then I will record a video and I actually will just transcribe that video and make that a blog post. Genius. That's such such a smarter way or a, such a better way to work smarter <laughs> and not harder. I just wanted to let you guys know too, if you're stuck on the niche part or you want to learn more about SEO, I will link to some resources that I have in the show notes because I've done quite a few videos on niching down as well as understanding SEO and how to kind of, I just made a video, a YouTube video on this actually, like how to kind of test the profitability of what you think your niche is using Google keywords. Awesome. So you can like literally type it into this platform, which I show you exactly how to do. And you can see like how many people per month are searching for that. And if it's something that's actually going to be profitable and searchable for you, because I think that's where a lot of people get stuck on the niche side of things is that what you think people want is maybe different than what people are actually searching for. So it's really important to making sure that you have the proper phrase and keywords down. So that is yep. very, very helpful. So now you're mostly doing videos and then you transcribe to like double them up as blog posts. Yep. And I will put my videos on YouTube if it's something that is going to be really searchable and then I will have the correct keywords and all that jazz in my YouTube video for, you know, double whammy effect since 
you get a lot of traffic from YouTube. For people that are really scared of like getting on video, do you think that they could still be as successful if they're just going the blogging route? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But you have to like writing. So I wouldn't want to tell anybody that that's just a slam dunk of a business model because you will not do it if you don't enjoy writing. Even some of my members, what we do, this is a little bit of a tangent, but there's a free app called Otter where you just talk into it and it transcribes what you're saying. And the free version gives you 10 hours of that a month. So even if you don't like being on video, some of my members have better success with just talking into Otter and going through their outline of what they want to talk about just as if they're having a conversation. And then it transcribes that way. And you can, you know, polish that up and use it on your website too. Just one more idea. But yeah, I do think you could absolutely be successful by blogging still right now in 2020, 100%, if you like it. I think that's the main thing. Like, don't do anything because you think that you quote unquote should do it. I think like there's all of this information out there. I think the best thing that you can do is tune in and be like, what do I actually want to do? Because that's the thing that you're going to be able to commit to. So hot tip about Otter. I have never heard of that before. Yes, I'm yep. excited. And that's a good point too. I mean, that's another thing. If maybe you're thinking about doing a podcast, something I've done before too is transcribe podcast episodes as blog posts. So there are so many ways to like repurpose content and have it work smarter or not harder. I don't know why I'm like struggling <laughs> to say that today because I say it all the time. But um, do you use Edgar or anything like that? That's like kind no. of repurposing old content. Okay, cool. Well, that's interesting to know too. Yeah, no. So I currently actually outsource pretty much all social media, which isn't very much. But if you do run across me on social media, and it's anything other than an Instagram story, it's actually probably my virtual assistant that is a social media guru in the Philippines, to be honest. <laughs> well, Should I be saying that? <laughs> no, I know. I think that's like a really good tip because a lot of people are kind of wondering too, at what point to start outsourcing. And if you do what to outsource and how to find somebody to outsource. So maybe we can kind of dive into that. Like at what point did you decide that you needed to outsource? Way too late. Start right now. Way too late. <laughs> Way too late. So do you think oh, yeah. like as soon as somebody starts making money or even before that? I think it'll be a lot easier to make money. It depends on your personality type. I guess I can speak from my own experience. It would have been a lot easier for me to make money had I been delegating to someone up front instead of trying to do everything, even though I knew that I didn't really enjoy doing it. Like in the beginning when I tried to post everywhere and tried to be on every platform and that was just taking a lot of time that really wasn't my strength anyway. So I think I probably would have been... Um, I'm glad that I didn't because I know so much now and I can sit here and talk about how... I've done it better. So I'm glad that I have this experience. But I'm also the type of person that I think if I am going to pay for something, then like I really maximize it. So I don't know, I think it just depends on your personality type. I know a lot of people would just kind of feel really like overwhelmed and too much pressure if they hired someone and didn't know exactly what to have them do. I think you have to have a pretty clear direction of what you want this person to do and not just expect them to come in and tell you what they're going to do. Because that's probably not going to work. But if you have a clear direction and you're willing to pony up some cash to do it, it doesn't even have to be much. It's just like, okay, I have skin in the game on this now. I'm going to focus on it. Like I'm going to prioritize it and I'm going to make it work. And just the mindset around that, I think is where the success comes really. I totally agree. So when you were deciding on like what to have them do, were you just thinking like, I want to outsource all of the stuff that I don't want to do? Or was it more like, I feel like somebody else could do it better than me? Or how did you kind of decide what to have them do? 
Both. I would say both. So I had a really good converting webinar funnel that isn't up on my website right now, but it was. And I just, I was like, okay, this is working. The sales machine is working. The systems are in place, like really good emails. Everything is working, which is really important that you wouldn't have to do it in this order, but it felt important to me to like test my stuff, know that my conversions were good. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, it's time to get more eyeballs on the webinar but I don't want to be the one on social media all day. And I was self-aware enough by this point to know that that wasn't what I wanted to do. So I started searching very specifically for someone who specialized in social media management. And I like, um, if you've never done this before, it can be really helpful to look abroad just because the conversion rate is really in our favor. The American dollar goes really far in other places. So that can be pretty inexpensive. Be surprised at what you can hire someone for to start for just a few hours a week. So I started, um, I really kind of lucked out on this first VA because she's still with me now and we just have increased her hours and her responsibilities as we work together. But we started off on a trial for a couple of weeks to see if it worked for her and if it worked for me. I had some ideas about what I thought might be good strategies of where my ideal members were hanging out and where she could probably be finding them on social media for me. And she had some even better ideas because she's really good at what she does. And so we kind of came together and made a plan and the rest is history. She just, she does it and she focuses on setting up. I mean, in particular, she's working on LinkedIn and Pinterest quite a bit and taking the content that I already have created. I try to get her one new piece of content a week, but sometimes sometimes I don't quite get one a week, but that's my goal. And then she repurposes it all over the interwebs as needed. That's amazing. Okay. One more question about the VA. And then I want to circle mm-hmm. back to stuff about creating content. So where did you find her? <laughs> Cause I know people are going to be asking yes. where they can, like if there's a specific <laughs> website or. There are a couple different websites you can look at. One that is just Filipino virtual assistants and freelancers is onlinejobs.ph. That's a good one. And you can search on it. You can see the freelancers that are listed on there. You can search it. But you have to pay, or at least last time I was on there, you had to sign up as a paid member to be able to contact people. Although I know I hear rave reviews about it. I just can't personally speak to that because I cheaped out and didn't pay for that. But go you if you want to, because I hear really good things. But I just use Upwork. And on Upwork, you can search. I think it defaults, if you're in the US at least, it defaults to just US-based results when you search for something. So you would search for something like, Pinterest manager or like Squarespace expert or whatever it is. People are very specific about what they specialize in, which is what I would recommend. But you will normally, the results that Upwork will give you will be just US-based unless you physically toggle that off and you're searching worldwide. And then you can find really good stuff. So that's where I went. I just, I was hanging out on Upwork and searching through people that were calling themselves social media experts. Some of them seemed like they might actually be such. Some did not. (laughs) So I was filtering through. And then I did a job posting. And the people that... So I I posted a job on Upwork of what I wanted. But then I manually went back and invited the people I thought would be a good fit to apply for that position. And she was one of them. And I was really glad that she responded. And so we set up a call right away. And she's fantastic. That's amazing. And another way to kind of look at you know, if you should outsource that I, I didn't make this up, but I've heard it before. And I think it's such a interesting and awesome way to look at this is to think about like how much money you want to be making in a year. So like whatever your salary goal is for yourself for the year, and then work backwards, like 
break that down monthly, weekly, and then hourly and see like basically how much money you need to be making per hour. And if you're working on tasks, let's say you are making like a Canva graphic and it takes you an entire hour, you can definitely outsource that to somebody else. Like your time is much better spent, you know, doing the types of tasks that are going to be making you that much money. So to give you guys an example, if this isn't super clear, for me, the amount that I would want to be making per hour, like my time is worth, let's say a couple hundred dollars per hour. So it's not really worth my time to be making a Canva graphic when I could be outsourcing that to a virtual assistant for, let's say, I don't know, $15 an hour. I mean, you could probably outsource it cheaper, but that's just an example. So you really want to figure out like what your time is worth and then focusing on the more income producing activities for you and everything else can really be outsourced. So hopefully that oh, makes totally. sense. <laughs> I think that that really comes into play too with people that feel like, and you and I kind of are in the opposite camp because I think we just are like, we really like to geek out over this stuff and figure it out and know how things work. But I think for people that just don't want to surround themselves with like learning a new piece of technology or like really diving in on the tech piece of their business. And that just seems overwhelming. I know many people are like, I just, I don't know if I could do it. I don't want to figure it out. And then you don't have to, that's the first place to outsource. In my opinion, would be setting up your tech and your stuff. Like there are people that just live for that and will do it so inexpensively most of the time. So have someone else set that up if it really stresses you out. And then, yeah, spend your time doing the things that you do love to do, which for most of us is helping people. I mean, teaching people and helping people get results. I know like, that's the most fun part for most of us. So yeah, totally, totally. And rant and, and rant on And rant that. about VAs. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because you guys, this is like the first time I've ever recorded a podcast with zero notes. And so far, I feel like we're killing it. So let's just keep going. Um, so going back to the blogging, I was wondering if you could give some examples of how specific your blog posts were, because I think this is something yeah. that people really struggle with, like being too broad and not niching down enough in their topics. So can you give us a couple examples of like how niche you were with the things that you were, whether it was a blog post or a YouTube video, like the kind of content that you were creating? Yeah. So I have this, when you ask that question, there's one in particular that comes to mind because I still have a few people a day that are subscribing to my nutrition email list that really doesn't even exist anymore, but it's still there from this rogue blog post that was... I think probably two or three years ago, I published in response to a question that someone had asked, which it was something to the effect of, does birth control cause adrenal fatigue? It was just this one-off question. And so in researching the answer to that question, I kind of got down a rabbit hole myself and was like, wow, this is pretty incredible how linked it seems to be. And I don't think that people like are really aware of the long-term effects of birth control. I could talk a little bit about that. So I did this, I mean, I put, not to say that you shouldn't put time into your content, but I'm just... I recall like thinking no one's going to ever read this and not really putting forth my A game on this blog post. And it's still on Pinterest. I'm pretty sure that it went quasi viral on Pinterest. And I still have so much traffic coming from that blog post, but it was very specific. I think it was, I mean, the title of it is something to the effect of like how birth control contributes to adrenal fatigue or something like that and non-hormonal birth control options. I don't know. It's something about those two things fused together, but it was very specific. 
I love that. Well, it's super specific. And for those of you who don't know, uh, Andrea and I created like a adrenal fatigue course back in the day. And it's funny that you say that that blog post of yours is still driving traffic because I had a, a similar blog post that again, it was not something I spent hours and hours on, but it's still driving traffic to my stuff every single day. And like, I obviously don't even talk about adrenal fatigue anymore, but the topic was... Yes. It was something along the lines of adrenal fatigue and hypothyroidism. So again, like getting really, really specific. And that was something that I had personally had questions about and was interested in just through my own health struggles, which is why I wrote about it. But I also didn't really think that like anybody else was Googling that or thinking of that. But I think that's a good way to think about it too, is like anything really specific that you've gone through that you've learned about just through your own experience, other people for sure have also experienced it and are looking for help with it. So try and get in the weeds as much as you can, because it's only going to help you. Yeah, absolutely. And just don't discount the fact that people are searching for really specific words, (laughs) like hypothyroidism and adrenal fatigue and birth control and stuff. Just don't go vague, go really specific with a plan and you will be amazed. Yes. There are just and so many people looking for our stuff. It's amazing. Yes. There's an abundance of people out there that need what you're doing. Okay. Another question that I had too, I think you mentioned you had a really high converting webinar, but I'm curious what your opt-in was on your blog pages. Okay. So yeah, this is another thing. And I would love your ideas on this because I think that we probably, we can jam on this for a second. I, in my nutrition business, had a pretty specific lead magnet for each blog post that I would do. I mean, some of them kind of overlapped, but generally I would create something like a PDF or a guide or a checklist or something that was really specific to whatever the topic of that blog post was. Then that would like lead people to my email list and to automated sequences, right? That would sell them on the correlating product to solve that problem. So that worked well. But when I reimagined things and was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm starting from scratch new website, like new offer, new messaging, new dreamies. Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to create all of these opt-ins? I just did not see myself going back to Canva land and making all of the opt-ins again. So I'm like, I just want one really solid lead magnet that is going to like convert at the same time. So I just decided to only do the webinar and there really wasn't any other way to get on my email list on my website. All roads led back to this one webinar. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think different opt-ins are helpful or do you think for someone starting out, just do one? I mean, I definitely think if you're just starting out to just focus on one so that you don't overwhelm yourself. But I think that as, as you kind of grow in order to reach like a wider audience, it can be helpful to have different types of opt-ins in kind of like different mediums. So for example, like I think most of my opt-ins are webinars as well, but I know that sometimes like people just want just like a quick digestible PDF or like they want the answer right then. Whereas sometimes a webinar, it's great if it can be like on demand, like they sign up and then they can watch it right then. But sometimes people don't have like the whole hour or whatever to watch the whole webinar. So I think having that same content, but again, repurposed into like different formats in order to reach more people, I think is sometimes helpful. But totally, if you're getting started, like, I did the same thing when I was first getting started. Like I would make a specific opt-in for each blog post that I was doing. And it just became like a clusterfuck of like (laughs) too many opt-ins. So don't overwhelm yourself. And I think as long as you have one really strong call to action, one really strong opt-in that you know people are wanting, then you can put that on like multiple pieces of your content. Cool. Um, I love it. Are we going to talk ads at all? I feel like we need to talk ads. Oh, sure. Yeah, let's. 
Okay. So you don't have to post on social media if you're willing to, because like nothing is free, right? Either it's taking your time or it's taking your money, but you can totally an option. You can learn how to run ads or have someone run ads for you. But I think it's kind of one of those things that you need to know yourself, how it works, I think is helpful. So I would suggest playing with it yourself first, but it's an option. You totally can run ads to get people to your website, to your email list or to your sales machine, whatever that is. Totally. Um, Well, let me see what you think about this because at this point I am pro ads, but I don't really think that people should invest in ads until what they're doing is working organically. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like, let's say you're getting 10 people that opt into your lead magnet per month. Like that's not a lot, but if you're getting like one of those is converting, that's still pretty good. And that's like one out of 10 that can tell you that like, okay, what I'm doing is converting, you know, at least somewhat well, so I can optimize it a little bit, then start maybe putting ad money behind it. But I think the trouble that I see a lot is that people, they aren't really growing, they aren't converting, they aren't making money. And then they think that ads is going to be the solution. But truly, if your funnel or if what you're selling isn't selling organically, sending more traffic to it is probably not going to fix it. So do you agree with that? Or are you- Oh, a thousand percent. Okay. Yeah, a thousand percent for sure. But yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you though. If you have the budget for it and you're willing to either learn how to do them yourself or to outsource them to somebody else, I think that can be super, super helpful and a way to save your time if, if you don't want to be just active all the places. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, I'm curious, do you run your own ads or do you have somebody do them for you? I do my own. That is interesting. Yeah. Did you? Well, yeah, because I just feel like I have dabbled before and it's one of those things that I'm like, please take my money and do it for me. Somebody else, because <laughs> it is it like, and I'm not, I, I feel like at this point I've taught myself how to do a lot of things online, but ads is just one of those things, maybe because it's much more analytical and I, that's like not really one of my strengths. And that's probably why you do it well. <laughs> probably yes yeah I like okay so kind of a gambler just in I don't know this is just something about me I love to gamble and the ads kind of feel like that like when you're getting started they never work right away and it's just kind of a gamble it's not really a gamble it's a calculated investment of your time and your sanity to get to the point where you tweak them enough and they do start working but I like that challenge it kind of feels like gambling. I don't know. It's <laughs> probably yeah. not a great sales pitch, but that's how I feel about it. Well, <laughs> anybody that loves gambling is like, okay, sign me up. <laughs> well, as long as you know that you're probably not going to figure it out right away. You're not going to just put out your first ad and amazingly, all of the dollars just pour into your bank account because it just doesn't work that way. But it's systematic. It's predictable once you get it dialed in, but it's not a quick turnaround necessarily is what I'm trying to say. Not to say it couldn't be. I'm sure that there are examples of it. The I learned how to do ads from this guy, Frank Kern, and he runs an agency. And I'm just going to butcher this, but he's like, in our agency, we always tell our clients that there's a technical term for an ad that works right away. And that's called a fucking miracle. So that's our technical term for that. Don't expect it. And so I'm like, yeah, okay. So as long as you know that going in, it's all good. Oh my God. That's amazing. I love it. Okay. So if you guys have more questions on this topic, I think it's a really good topic. And I think a lot of people are going to be into this. So If you have more questions, I will link to the Rebel Nutrition podcast Facebook group and you guys can ask away in there because I think this is really good. Unless there was anything else you wanted to cover right now. No, I think we got it. It's just, I mean, ultimately it's just deciding 
what you do like to do. If social media isn't it, or if it isn't like something that you see yourself doing every day, you can outsource it. You can automate it. You can figure out other ways to be active in your business without social media all the way. But ultimately, you just have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you're going to figure it out and that you can't really do it wrong. I feel like, I don't know, that's what I hear a lot. I'm sure you do too. It's like, well, I don't want to do it wrong, but Mm -hmm. you really can't do it wrong. You just have to figure out what is sustainable for you, what feels good, what energizes you, plays to your strengths, and then double down on that stuff because there totally is a way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't fuck it up because if you can't, if you're doing anything that is better than nothing, you're going to learn, you're going to figure it out. So yes, that's what we're about. Okay. So I'm really excited because our membership is now open for people to join. And I think we should talk a little bit more about what it is and who it's for. You guys, I'm just so freaking pumped about this. We've been working on it now for a couple months. And I was just so excited to be able to, because I'm very open about the fact that like, I hate one-on-one clients. Not that I hate them as people. Okay. (laughs) I love you guys more than anything, but it's just the commitment to, you know, the hour long session and figuring out a time that works for both people. I like to go with the flow and just, you know, and I think a lot of people are like that. So this is a really good way we figured out to be able to help groups of you and offer one-on-one support in a way that's a little bit more flexible. So what the up-level experience is, which is the name of our membership, we finally figured out a name. (laughs) We struggled (laughs) on the name for a while, Um, but it is weekly live group coaching and support for entrepreneurs who are really feeling stuck and blocked in making progress and making money in their online businesses. So we're going to be covering mindset, strategy, one-on-one questions that you have, holding you accountable. I know some people are like, I don't need another course because I'm not going to finish it. I need like an actual human being to help me. (laughs) So if that's you, then this membership is going to be perfect for you. Again, we will link to it in the show notes. And to sign up, you can also go to buildaprofitablepractice.com slash uplevel. If you don't have the results that you want to have in your business, you need to come to Uplevel because we have some really specific tools and coaching and strategies for how to figure out what your particular flavor of blocks are, what mindset issues you have. We all have them. We have some pretty ninja ways for you to figure out what that is and kind of dial in on what got you to where you are now, but what you need to do to get the results that you want to have. I'm assuming for most of us that what we have now, we're grateful for it, but usually we would like to be improving and up-leveling in most areas. (laughs) So that is what we are focusing on. So if you are ready to move to the next level, if you are considering any sort of new move in your business, you're probably going to want to join us. If you are struggling with what to start with first, what to prioritize, all of the ideas, not knowing what to do next. If you find yourself saying, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so busy, I'm so confused, I don't know what to do. You definitely need to join us in Uplevel. We have so much in store. Like I'm just so excited because I feel like we have so many juicy surprises for everybody. <laughs> I, I agree. And it's it's so nice. I think it can be really, which is why I'm also so glad that we built the friendship that we did from the beginning, because as we were starting our businesses, we had the support of each other. And I feel like a lot of people that are starting their businesses, specifically in the online world, where it's like not, it's still not really something that is mainstream that a lot of people are doing. A lot of people don't understand, even like your spouse or your partner, they might be like, what? Like, what are you doing? You're doing a webinar? Like, what the fuck is that? So I think it's like... (laughs) 
I think, I think it can be really helpful to have women who have been there and done it before to really help you through it. And I think sometimes the word mindset can be kind of vague. So I just want to be a little bit more specific on like some of the things that you might be feeling and struggling with and, and really needing support around. So something that I really struggled with when I was starting my business was just a lot of fear around failing and then like having to go back to my normal job, fear of selling. I also had a lot of limiting beliefs around money and like what I was worthy of making and what I was worthy of selling my courses for and my coaching for. But maybe you're also fearful of just showing up on social media. Maybe you think that this was another thing that I thought like, and this was back (laughs) when I lived in the hut and I was like, I don't really want people to see where I live. Like I'm kind of not shameful, but like all of these other people have such beautiful setups and lighting. And I am like over here sweaty and like working out of my car. Like do people really want to see that? So, I mean, I I think that we can both totally understand like these limiting beliefs and fears that you're coming from. And at this point now, like three, four years later, we have all of these tools that helped us and that can help you guys as you're working through this. So not only the mindset side of things, but also the strategy. So if you do have questions about some of the stuff we covered today, like, you know, your email list or SEO or niching down, we're going to cover all of that kind of stuff too. So it's really a full service (laughs) membership every single week, weekly coaching with Andrea. And then I'm going to be coming in once a month to do more of like the strategy side of things. So you're going to get access to both of us. And again, you can cancel anytime. There are no strings attached. And if you can't make one of the live coaching calls, that's totally okay. We actually have an app that you can listen inside of just like you're listening to this podcast. So if you missed a live coaching session, you can just listen inside of the app. Oh, that's so good. You get the best of both worlds because just like our feelings on social media, you get Amy's version, you get my version. We are giving all of our strategy, all of our best, like we're calling it the boot camp, which is how to get started, you know, how to niche down, email list building, finding your audience, solidifying your pricing. All that good stuff is included along with the mindset and the weekly coaching, monthly coaching. We're going to do some fun events like that. Ooh, the Ask a Coach Forum. So we have like our whole community is situated off of Facebook. So this is kind of full circle, I guess, since we're talking about not being on social media, you get to come into up level and not be in a Facebook group if you don't want to, because all of our ask a coach, which is where you can get one-on-one feedback for all of your questions, but also can connect to, with the other members and get collaboration going and get questions answered there between everybody conversation going. That is all outside of Facebook on our lounge. It's called the lounge. That's where we're hanging out. So you get access to us there in between the coaching calls. It's super awesome. So, so amazing. I love that. And I love the fact that it's not on Facebook because I think that's a big barrier to a lot of people who don't want to be on Facebook. You guys, I'm, I'm right there with you sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then also if you enroll, if you sign up during this very first launch. Um, so the next couple of days, like I mentioned before, not only are you going to be locked into really exclusive pricing of over a hundred dollars per month, if you pay monthly, but you're also going to get a bunch of bonuses. So you're going to get the profitable business bootcamp five week online course from Andrea, which is valued at almost a thousand dollars. You are also going to get the total calendar mastery time management course from Andrea. Um, the other bonus is the special pricing. And then if you guys decide to enroll as a VIP, meaning you pay for the entire year upfront rather than doing the monthly pricing, you are also going to get my Instapreneur Instagram growth course for free. Um, that is almost a $500 value. And you are also going to get Andrea's Take Charge with Trello course. 
course, which is valued at $297. So there are tons of bonuses, tons of price promotions if you sign up right now. And like I said, if you miss this first round, the doors will be closing. We'll be opening again next month, but the bonuses will probably be different. The pricing will probably be different. So there's definitely good reason to sign up now if you are interested. Yes. And for the founding members that come in this month, you are going to be the executive committee that kind of gets to decide and tell us what you want more of, what's working, what you would like us to kind of tweak and change. So it's always good to be an early adopter. Yes. <laughs> always good. Always, always. And again, so whenever you guys are ready to sign up, you can just head over to buildaprofitablepractice.com slash uplevel. And we will also be linking it in the show notes. I'm sure both of us will have it on our 